0: International
1: Uh, I'm gonna go to your Instagram right now and show you the thing that made me feel better about myself the other day
0: that's why because I always, was like oh.
1: in a mood
0: <laughs> see that's why I always put a wooden spoon on top of my head to keep me from bubbling over <laughs> wooden it's spoon. an old wives trick I
1: <laughs> is that what you do when you lose the lid <laughs> it's when, it's,
0: it keeps pasta from boiling over because of the salt
1: <laughs> That's an interesting way to think about it. Why don't I go to my own page? Yeah. I have a problem. Uh, I'll show it to you.
0: <laughs> then if anybody attacks me for having a wooden spoon on my head, I just tell them not to accessory shame me.
2: Uh, just because you have a silver spoon, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh? Yeah, you'll basically have to have, like, the microphone, like, right up in your face. Okay.
1: Swear to Bob. It was like this thing about how not to make yourself miserable as an
2: artist. Yeah, I took that. That was a part of an installation at the Denver Art Museum. Um,
1: Yeah, it's like a few down on
0: my page. How to not be miserable as an artist? Well, think about it. Is that possible? It
1: is possible. I don't know. But have you ever heard the expression comparison is the thief of joy? No. You can feel great about yourself. You can think you're doing awesome and then you can see what other people are doing and suddenly you feel so small or you feel like you're not doing enough. Like I have this weird thing where I like go back and forth between wanting to... Like, not feeling like I'm doing good enough at self-promotion and also feeling disgusting for doing self-promotion. Right? That's how yesterday felt, because I was like, people are dying in a flood. Also, our podcast just came out. Uh, Oh, no, but that... Oh man, I work for a nonprofit, and we're supposed to
2: launch a new program tomorrow. And like Houston is like one of our main demographics, and we were like, "You literally have to be like, can we still self? Like that's yeah. like a
1: real. It feels tacky thing. and crap. Yeah. People, <laughs> people are very quick to jump down other people's throats for not being Absolutely. of the minute. But then it's like, I mean, there's other things happening, but it's.
0: That's the exact same reason why I made like a separate like comedian, like Facebook page for myself. So I could just put all my show shit on that. And then like my normal Facebook feed can just be like my thoughts and ideas that people care so much about. But then the other side of it is just like, do I invite people to like this page still though? like that's that a, okay?
1: The funny thing though is that people will connect the most with what you're doing that's genuine. So what I've noticed is like I have like a ton of Facebook followers on my personal account and I can't seem to get like more than like 600 likes on my Facebook page page. And it's like because on my page page it's nothing but like here's my next show. Yeah. But then like when I rant about how I was pissed off that a McDonald's had their arches up but wasn't physically open. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm still mad. I <laughs> thought about it again. I can feel my body tensing up because i like because i went through hell getting across four lanes of traffic to cut into this McDonald's and i was like yes i'm going to eat today before i get to work and then they were closed and i was like how dare you the m goes up last that you know what i mean oh no absolutely yeah like you just you wouldn't hand someone a plate until you're ready to save, serve them like i feel like it's really cruel i thought well i don't know but like since doing
2: comedy like because you like work all the time and you also like are doing this whole thing at night if someone fucks with my time i hate them forever yeah claiming
0: my time <laughs>
2: claiming
1: my time
0: <laughs> oh my god we should do an intro
1: oh wait have we already started or oh yeah is he recording? we're like
0: we're like three and a half minutes in we're but deep you are recording
1: right ethan whoa, three and a half minutes on the okay oh, awesome sure. whoa you got a great internal clock i do All right. All right, guys. Welcome back to Extra Salty. Today, Kai and I have a special guest, the hilarious and wonderful Miss Katie Stone. Hello, this is my
0: voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's really awesome to talk to you, Katie. You have been someone who is really involved in the Austin comedy scene. You have a very successful, um, I guess, a, a very successful Show with a really interesting format Where you and Nikita I'm saying you're right Nikita yes, Redcar yeah, yes. um, Do a type of like Where comedians perform their stand up And then you guys give Sex and dating advice Based on the content of her stand up I actually had the pleasure Of being on it a couple weeks ago And it was so so fun You're fantastic I actually just slept with the um <laughs> slept with and it's like what else am i going to say i slept you guys gave us like a, a really cool little gift bag of like sex toy stuff and one <laughs> of them was a like a sleep like a like a uh, what do you call it Am I talking into the micro? I'm not. There we go. Like a sleep mask? <laughs> yeah, like one of them was a blindfold, and my window, we're not done putting our, our apartment together. So it was really bright last night. And I was like, I'm so glad I have a blindfold. So thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted. I think they all had slightly different content
2: because if I had a blindfold, I probably would have made use by now, but I,
0: I don't. I, I think it's called a sleep mask when you put it on. It's called a blindfold when somebody else puts it on you. excuse me.
1: I'm so vanilla. I've already been, I'm so vanilla. I've been grilled so badly by comedians this weekend for my sexual habits. And like, I really like, you gotta understand, like I was the one, I was the wild one in college. And like, as of recently, I've realized I'm like real vanilla and I'm starting to feel very bad about this. So call it a blindfold. Make me feel better about myself. Just because other people were
2: born with kinkier preferences than you doesn't make them better than you. Thank okay. you,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. It you just like means you that like? they
0: have a higher pain tolerance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, um, I, mean, I guess, besides you have had like a very interesting career doing stand-up here and always kind of forging your own way and choosing like opportunities mm. to perform and things that work best for you. What are what are some? What are some things that you really have enjoyed doing that maybe other people haven't been on board at first and then it's worked out for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I
2: think it's also, it's I do stand-up sketch and improv, and I think that means that you're kind of on the outside of every group you are part of mm-hmm. uh, because it means you can't spend as much time as other people. Um, so I don't know. I think that I have had to really knuckle down on the things that I care about because they don't necessarily fit together in the tableau that an average comedian might find. So like my main project right now, Uh, it probably will be over by the time this drops Uh, on September 8th the 9th I am doing a two woman show with my friend Erica actually we added a third cast member for this run but it's like a satire show where we just play alt-right men's rights activists the entire time (laughs) that's awesome Uh, yeah no and it's super fun and it's like such a ridiculous thing and it's something that fits my you know like i think that's my preferred voice for my comedy is to be sort of this like satirical harpy shrill feminist (laughs) voice (laughs) and finding an outlet for that that enables me to speak in a lower register so people will still listen um has been really fun uh so just projects like that and and naughty bits is super fun uh too Where you know just getting to talk to comics about their lives so yeah i think that my projects are a tiny bit non-traditional but they they fit together nicely for
1: me that's awesome so you say that you're like one of the voices that the voice that you try to have in comedy is satirical feminist but you are very much a feminist in your actual life and that's like I mean some of that is satire but a lot of that is how you feel about things have you ever felt like there are any challenges expressing that part of yourself without like rubbing people wrong
2: I think that a woman with an opinion will always be judged much more harshly than a man. I don't know if you feel the same. I mean, I'm sure you do. but oh, for sure. Yeah, no. And I think that sometimes it's like, I recently have just been so frustrated. I feel like so many women in the media have been torn down for not getting it perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, I, I, I totally think that when somebody doesn't have it perfect to criticize them, but I've never heard men destroyed in the media i was having a oh man i was having a fucking facebook conversation about jen kirkman the other day yeah i mm-hmm. love her on twitter very nice once by the some, way. she seems tight i mean like i don't know like i'm not gonna be like she's my favorite comic but like she definitely doesn't deserve to get destroyed on the internet once a month which
1: seems to fucking happen and i could you know i could name was it the thing where the little kid kicked her and she like this started this whole, oh, <laughs> there's like the, Kai, are you familiar with this?
0: I follow Jen Kirkman on Twitter. Yeah. Did I, you see I, the thing I'm about very, the
1: kid kicking her? No. There's okay. There's this thing called the Momby revolution. These are mom zombies, women that are all devoid of intelligence because motherhood is stripped of them. That sounds really hard. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Like having a kid is great, but it's not an accomplishment. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it, it is not.
0: It's it's a very low threshold of entry. Like you don't yeah. have to pass any tests. Threshold or, of entry
1: is a great way to s- describe that's pregnancy. It. I, I feel I feel like that's a bad <laughs> choice of words. <laughs>
0: Uh, but the, the, that's uh, it's, it's I
1: sound harshly anti-kid <laughs> but what ended up happening was just a child was bothering Jen and so she like mm. posted a tweet about it and people just were going on about how she was just being heartless and could have been nicer about it and they would never do that to a man yeah that's all I'm saying I, an army of mombies was harsh um, like that's, as a childless person I just like silly. I'm constantly defending that stance what were you saying I'm sorry oh
2: no I mean that's yeah no and I, I sorry I was gonna defend your use of mommy because oh, like the, all, the, <laughs> all the all the all the Because not not because because all the moms we know, like there are women who do comedy who are moms. And it's like they're this whole person with so many different facets and interesting pieces of them. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to judge someone who can't find a way to be a person on top of having a kid. Because I have so many examples of people who like continue to be their whole selves. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, we can't even really blame them, though, because it's it's society because it's like society when a woman has a child like her whole identity is supposed to become being a mom. Absolutely. The the first, I mean, I think like whenever you see like a celebrity goes out without their child, literally people will tweet, where's your baby? And it's like not at the Oscars. (laughs) Like, Well, and I think you're right that there is this shaming culture surrounding like,
2: are you taking enough care of your kid or whatever? So yeah, uh, probably what I said was it also, it
0: it, it like really reminds (laughs) me of uh, Ali Wong's comedy special that she done on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, What she was like seven months pregnant while it was happening. And like the whole commentary was like, She had a whole segment in it where it's like women comics... Uh, there have been like a really a preponderance in the past of people who have gotten pregnant have chi- have had children a child or two and then just disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> my
2: God, yeah. And her, oh my God, she did a WTF. Did you guys hear the WTF interview right around the release? Mm-mm. She did a Mark an interview with Mark Marion breastfeeding. Like they paused for a while for her to be like feeding her kid uh, during the interview. Like she's whole. I don't
1: know. It's just fucking dope to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can be, you can fucking be this. You don't, I don't know. Yeah, but she's still like like even her whole special was about so many different things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about pregnancy mm-hmm. and mommyhood the way you think it would be. That's what that's what I mean, I guess I shouldn't put undue pressure on women, but that's what I respect where you're like, I'm still a complete human being. I don't just stop being a person because I gave birth to a person. Well, and I think you
2: need people like my cousins had babies a few years ago. And at Christmas, I was like, I feel like we've only asked you about your kid. How are you? Like what, what's something happened? She was like, no one's asked me that. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. That's so, but she, I mean, she was delighted. She still identified as like, yeah, I have this whole part of me to share with you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think that we put people in a corner by being like, oh, how's your baby? How are your nips? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so funny.
0: Have uh, you put them in karate classes yet? When are they going to start starting sentences with the word <laughs> actually? <laughs>
1: That's such a southern mom voice and I appreciate you for doing that.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I think southern mom voice whenever I think that because it's like they're really they're like in my hometown there was like a real high preponderance of like the the women who immediately after either high school or like during college at some point would have a child, and then, like, I, I literally went through my Facebook one time, and I was, like, trying to count all the people who I used to know super well that, like, then after they had their kid, like, I kind of didn't really know a whole lot about them anymore because it just dominated yeah their Facebook feeds and everything that they talked about, and it just kind of... Fam- like, the family becomes an identity sometimes, and it's, like, almost it's kind of like in a relationship whenever they tell you it's like yeah you guys can love each other but you kind of have you have your own things going on and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's a very similar thing with family too like that doesn't just apply I think to the person that you're with like it applies pretty wholly yeah
1: so getting back to to what we were talking Katie about earlier because I know we kind of went all down this tangent with the Jen Kirkman thing (laughs) but you was what brought that up was you taking a defense of Jen Kirkman and I guess of women on social media what are some like have you ever had any like situation where you kind of come to blows online with people about different things have you ever like gotten in a Facebook fight had some saltiness some beef online if you will
2: I've had beef so bad I would not like to talk about it on a podcast.
1: <laughs> but that's... No, but...
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that... It, yeah, no, literally, like, I'm like, I don't really want to okay. use the example. But, no, I do think that, like... But, yeah, people... People don't want to... People don't want to hear from you. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think things come back at women in a way that they don't come back at men. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and uh, I
2: won't go that much further.
1: Okay, well, I <laughs> want to pry further into that or make it make it harder on you in any particular way um what, what? Uh, th- <laughs> so i did not want to just keep i was we'll probably get this part out later but i was saying i didn't want to just keep being the only one asking oh. questions oh, yeah. that's why
0: <laughs> um, uh, no so something that we also wanted to ask about like uh, there was a like uh, blog post that you wrote on your website uh, that was you updating your OK Cupid pile, profile. and
1: that got a lot of attention too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was
0: featured on a couple websites. We know that you put uh, in your profile that if you you'll have you'll have to refer. It was like yeah. if you don't have any art or books or whatever in your profile that's been created by a woman, yeah, then. Reconsider your life <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah No that's the re- Well because I got So fucking sick of You can go through mm-hmm. Dude's profiles On OkCupid And it's like 50 uh, 50 Different Artists You know people but, movie directors Mm -hmm. actors writers musicians all this shit and like somehow they managed not to list a single woman uh then what i said in the blog post is like i'm sure there's a fuck ton of other shit like like i mean i'm sure that if i were to read through it like i'm just reading through this from my experience like i don't want to talk to you as a Mm woman because basically what happened was i went through a breakup with a guy who's like i didn't think you actually wanted to be a comedian and i was like you never took me serious as an artist because i'm a woman um but i mean i'm sure that's true for like yeah, like people don't fucking all it's it's just white men. It's just straight white men on everybody's profiles all the fucking time and I'm sick of it. So I just put a woman because I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking take a stance of a perspective I don't currently have as an artist. But uh yeah, no, it's infuriating to see, like, how did you get this list of 50? And like, not even think about it. Like, if I had a list of all female artists mm-hmm. on my page, I'd be like, oh, they're going to know I'm really girly, which is internalized misogyny. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But like, men don't even think about that. They're not like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I fucking love David Foster Wallace. And uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's basically it. Who's Bukowski I fucking love him
0: uh. <laughs> Have uh. you read Finite Jest? <laughs> oh,
1: oh my god my boyfriend Was in a book club Reading Finite Jest, <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like Like this The sheer size Of that book Just makes it look stupid Like it makes it look Like I have to imagine That like the last Two chapters Are just the words I read this book Oh like my I, god. I I don't think it's too big there's no reason for a book to be that big medical (laughs) journals aren't that big things that keep people alive are not that big go on no I started reading Infinite Jest
2: like I own it and and, and, it's interesting but okay honestly what made me start noticing this is Amelia Frank who's a comic in town uh, told me she was like I just started eliminating men from my this was before she started dating her Mm. current boyfriend she was like I started eliminating men from my online dating search if they even list Uh, Infinite jest on their favorite
0: books.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, I was like, that is a good call. I don't know That's so funny How we kind of deci- Decide a person's Personality by the Things they consume Like when you're Trying to get people To get an idea Of who you are What you list down Is like supposed to Be your representation Like this is what I listen to And then, and I always feel I used to feel Really self conscious When I was on d- Social media and dating Because I enjoy Pop culture Oh yeah But there's such A stigma to it You yeah. can't If you If someone asks Your favorite musician And you say Beyonce They just scoff at you And it's like Oh mm, well she's won A couple songwriters awards oh Like God. she's talented But like They just It's interesting thing like pop culture and things that are accessible really get such a bad reputation there's a great book um called i don't know you but i don't like you mm. and it's all about fan culture um i'm, I'm not have to look up who wrote it but they literally they follow around the insane clown posse fans oh. and like for like a week and it's like very normal happy loving people who just like weird shit but it's really easy to like off-brand people because of what they like but in your case you're eliminating men because it truly what they like represents how they may not necessarily like people with your perspective and your interests. Yeah. So I respect that. That's interesting.
2: Well, and I appreciate it. Well, no, I'm, I'm kind of thinking along those same lines. Cause the, the pop music thing is like related to, uh, I mean, um, uh, my friend, Ella Gale, who just moved to LA and I would talk about this a lot because, uh, so the the music thing, I think you're totally right. Like, fuck fuck you. Like, Beyonce's a more prolific artist than half the men you fucking suck the dicks of. <laughs> but Beck. <it's>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Still salty. <Yeah. laughs> but
2: uh, I, I know we were talking about it because so many, like, books for young teenage girls are just immediately branded as bad mm-hmm. because, oh, 13-year-old girls like them, so they're not good. And that's just such a bizarre brand to put on something is, like, young women consume it and therefore it is bad and and Mm -hmm. the some arguments i've gotten online uh, on into online and i know there's like again like what i was saying earlier like there's so many reasons to criticize women for a million things but i've gotten in fucking arguments with people about taylor swift online before because it's like i understand that i i get it Uh, well it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah you should be using your platform for good etc but if you immediately say like her Music is cheap and tacky and shitty. It's like you're this is my I mean mm-hmm. this is my perspective as a twenty eight year old white woman like she's saying what I'm feeling like that doesn't invalid like her art still is reaching its target audience in the way that she wanted it to. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I don't think that that inherently makes it bad art. It just makes it art targeted to the audience that's receiving it and if it was a white man it wouldn't be viewed That's, that's the same de- way.
0: That's definitely a very poignant thing especially in music because it's like whenever you see people talking about like boy bands or whatever or something like that they're just like oh it's just a bunch of guys to try to make all the young girls horny and it's just crap pop music <laughs> about dating and boys and
1: it's funny to anger people when something is aimed at women how it angers men mm-hmm. like just like being excluded even a little bit makes men just like when I say when Kai for the purpose of the process when we're talking about this we really do mean heterosexual garbage yeah. men. <laughs>
0: Like, <laughs> hey, it's okay. I can be I can be a garbage man every now and then too. I I try to do the best that I can to make sure that I do the good things. But I mean, you
1: are not garbage. You man. you would know if you were garbage. <laughs> like, I'd tell you, we wouldn't be friends. Like,
0: it, yeah, no. Like I mean, like even just sitting here now, like that's something that like you're so used to hearing that like whenever things are targeted towards like teenage girls, like that qualifier as an insult, kind of. And it's like even though it's something that you hear and you think about, like even just hearing you say that just now, I'm like, oh fuck, you're right. They are like really using that as an insult, like to kind of degrade the, either the art in question or the material or whatever like and that's and
1: that's that's gotta mess with the self esteem of young girls because it's like a very you may have experienced this from a very young age you get this idea that things that other girls like are not good and they're not smart and they're Mm -hmm. not valuable and you hear girls say the things like I'm not like other girls yeah and it's even like within the comedy community there is this little like uh, sometimes very often not so much in Austin I think Austin is one of the most female heavy female strong scenes I've ever been a part of but you definitely see this vibe of like the girl girls That succeed are the ones that distinguish themselves from other girls. And, like, I mean, the very fr- people will go out of their way when you first start to tell you, Oh, don't be friends with other girls or don't be on an all girls show because they'll, they'll, it'll, in other scenes, it's like that. They'll label you and things like that. And it's like, Why? Yeah. And what, like, how does it hurt men for women to stick together? It's a very weird ideology. I don't know. Like, the other day I, I was putting some social media and just joking about. Being a quirky female comic And I realize That sometimes when I poke fun At things that are Aimed towards white women It does kind of Double as just being Like It's like It's weird how it Attracts misogyny like yeah. if I say something about I feel like such a white girl At this Starbucks And then some random dude I've never spoken to Will just go on a tirade About women in general And I'm like oh god What did I just What what Beetlejuice Did I just summon into my oh life my How do I make it go away
2: Well and that's the other thing Is like I think cr- Criticizing like white people On a whole is uh, it, it Is valid and important But I see like the, Oh man There was this guy Do you the most actively I've avoided a Twitter beef In recent memory Because I was just like This isn't worth my time I'm busy I'm at a show right now But this fucking dude On, face, or on Twitter Who I follow Who is Not interesting A fucking Just straight white guy With normal straight white guy Opinions Was like him? I'm Well because he likes my shit. Okay. <laughs> but he was like, I'm so glad people are finally going after white women after this Tina Fey thing. And like just goes on and on about it. And I'm like, as a white man, this is just you being misogynistic. This is just you being like all things held equal. I'm so glad people are going after women. Because nowhere in there did he have any qualifiers about like, like... He was basically just like, aren't I special? Aren't I the fucking patron saint of white men that I can tear down white women? And it's like no you're not like nothing you say makes you more qualified to say this you know just like I don't know
1: sorry please give me feedback if you guys are like no I'm agreeing with what you're saying I wish we could just hold everybody accountable on an individual basis like Mm -hmm. did I find the Tina Fey thing problematic yes do I think Taylor Swift is incredibly whiny and always playing the victim yes do I think that she literally uses black people as props yes did I like like low key like slide right past one of your posts about Miley Cyrus because I was like not today Katie Stone <laughs> I've had a moment like that, but like you're you're so strong in your feminism and your beliefs, and I really get where you're saying. But it is it is a little interesting, like being on the opposite end of it, and sometimes being like, man, man, white women got a lot of problems. Like some days, I just feel like that. Is that like
2: well, and I I don't know, like all those things. I think that it's to me like the criticism all of those people is so fair because it's like you like uh, like Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, especially like that's like you have a platform and, and Miley Cyrus to be honest is actually kind of using it fucking awesome I don't know if you guys have looked into her charity work but she's doing a pretty really? good
1: job uh she, yeah she runs like a homeless shelter for gay youth and and, uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and like, see I passed cool right by that because I'm like still mad about the we can't stop video
2: oh my god no yeah. and they're they've all done dumb shit but I also think like there's a level to which white women are expected to act t- in a way in social justice mm. issues like like you're like if you're like like I don't know I, and please, please correct me if I'm wrong no, because I'm not all of this is like I totally believe these people deserve the criticism that they're getting I just think other people do too like the Amy Schumer shit like people tearing Amy Schumer apart for not being more intersectional when like on her show she's being paid to write from her perspective and she's like doing as like I feel like she's putting in effort mm-hmm. she's putting in a lot of effort and then like it's still not meaning because it's still like a show she's getting paid to write her like to star in herself that's true but, but you're not going to see that for dudes running a similar show. No. And so it's like, yeah, hold all white people accountable. I'm not saying you should hold white women accountable less, but just fucking make it even. You yeah. Know? And I fucking, I'm sure people are going to say, re- listen to this podcast and call me a white feminist in the comments, <laughs> uh, because that's happened to me a million times. And it's like, I do want to hold people accountable for intersectionality. I just want to hold everybody fucking accountable. It's, it shouldn't be up to women to bear the brunt of, 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 Dear God, I'm terrified of what people are going to say when they hear this. Don't no, that's, feel that That's
0: the whole point of extra salty. Is like it's to
1: get dig down through, to the, it. Yeah, it's to yeah. dig
0: through these feelings that are just like this that have a basis and a logical backing. Because I mean, like I'm sitting here and everything that you're saying, like I I can't, I can't relate to it because I'm not a woman but like as a gay man i'm just like this really sounds like y'all's version of heterosexual pride day Mm. like (laughs) where people are just like why don't we have one it's like well because people don't beat you to death with bricks like it it, uh, it's not you 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 come from a place that is already inherently because of this systemic thing above everything else so it's like then whenever something feels like it's compromising whatever insecurity you have with that position you're like we are going to have this really heavy handed a- reaction. We're going to try to destroy it and invalidate it through whatever possible way that we can come through. Not because it's directly threatening me, but just because it's not what I'm used to. And rather than trying to be on the right side of history, I want to make my side of history, the right side of history Mm-mm. and try to force this perspective to be right because I'm so terrified of being wrong.
1: I think what it comes down to is like people should be able to be criticized, absorb criticism, apologize and then move forward yeah like we don't have to throw the whole person away like you just made a great point about miley cyrus and her work with gay charities and i literally have just scrolled right past anything with miley cyrus in it because i've been like oh god but like it's it's we do have this thing in our culture where we want to throw the whole person away and Mm -hmm. that's not how conversations work and evolve so it's like if someone just decides to like label you a white feminist and not like take the time to engage with you that's not fair that's not real that's not actually how people learn and i think what's what's happening is like like what we're doing online which is just coming at each other guns hot and not being willing to listen and converse is it's bleeding out into real life and it just gets gets really exhausting and people can't have real conversations anymore no i 100 agree with you and
2: i think that that is 100 your job as a white ally is to try shit And like because you have to do something, right? And but you don't have the perspective of a person of color. So you just have to be like, I'm gonna try my fucking best. And then and then if somebody's like, Hey, you stepped out of line there, accept that criticism, take it in and keep going. That's what it is. And I think white people get exhausted by that because they're like, I don't I'm constantly getting criticized and it's like, but you can't stop. Like you just constantly have to make yourself accept criticism because you can't do it flaw. Like, I think that you walk a line between like speaking up enough that people of color don't have to bear the entire brunt by themselves and then trying to speak for other people. Mm. And like, that's a line that it's so important to try to walk. Like they never give up. But like, I think that sometimes people are like, well, people criticize me from both directions. So I gave up. And it's like, no, that's like your entire job.
1: And a lot of times their definition of giving up is still being vocal, but being on the wrong side of it. Yeah. There's so many people, like you'll see people who will be like, like literally I've seen this in the comments of, so, what did I say? I said something about, I, in relations to gun control. Um, it was after after shooting and I said something along the lines of, I really think it's ridiculous when people talk about how learning how to use a gun would keep people safe. Black people can't even open carry Skittles. And <laughs> <laughs> that was my take on it. I thought everybody would be on my side. Somebody literally said to me, "Who brought, why would you bring up race to this situation? It doesn't even matter, you're just another racist nigger. <gasps> why see color at all? And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, one, hit me with the hard ER, like written like that. But two, the fact that he said, why see color at the end? Like he was trying to like, just, you know, be colorblind, nigger, like that's what that conversation that one's,
0: was. That one's hitting me in waves.
1: <laughs> Ethan is audibly uncomfortable now. Um, Everyone, I just made all of you uncomfortable. And this is what happened. To me. No,
0: I just got real confused.
1: This, I, th- I can only imagine. You're just sitting there, like that person's gonna go to bed thinking they're a better person than me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like the like, it's insane, but that's literally like that's something. And those are the kind of people who will say things like, "I tried to get it right, and then I got it wrong too much," so. I I said fuck them," and voted for Trump like that's how people think <laughs> they're just like I'll never be right enough so I'm just gonna join the Klan like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I I,
0: I I definitely think that there's like a lot a lot going on Like because of like the echo chambers that we've created online for ourselves that promotes that idea of wanting to just throw the whole person away. But it's like that, and that's why I think like both taking criticism and making sure that like you're giving criticism in a constructive way is also equally as important. Yeah, because it's like there are a lot of people who have. With all intents and purposes With what they're trying to do Like trying to say or do or promote something That they believe is good But then they do it in a way where there's like a misstep to it And then people are like oh you piece of shit you're just doing this for whatever else reason and they zoom in
1: on the yeah
0: and then like that person's like look here let's rewind i'm gonna apologize about all this or they're just like fuck that's not what i was trying to do help like and it, it it's it's a it's a good thing for everybody to be willing to have a mutual conversation because of that because you don't Like, especially if there is somebody who is trying the best as far as like they know how to be supportive and that Mm -hmm. they would be willing to be receptive to criticism to not immediately discount them for a misstep like that, because it's like you don't you don't want to like step on somebody who is trying to be an ally. You just want to be like, no, honey, you got to stay within the lines. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like trying to teach a child how to color. It's like you can just stay in the lines.
2: I have one exa- okay, one mm. ex no. Okay. I'm going to go back to, so the blog post that you guys were talking mm-hmm. about, Yeah. That ended I up to ask getting re-blogged. Re- uh, so the, co- cause it got re-blogged by this um, website called women, you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like a feminist publication. So the people who follow it are all like self-identifying feminist women. And the comments from them on what I wrote to these dudes who said misogynistic shit to me online was so much harsher than the really? things that the dudes actually said to me. Like there there were so many women because this is keep in mind, these are quotes from my actual date profile mm-hmm. um where dudes were like um basically like one of them was like feminism and not a real issue because it's in the mainstream media look it up go see a <laughs> therapist and i just replied like L-O-L. where would you look it up not the mainstream oh media. no he sent me some links uh that were so oh my god like the least substantiated links you could ever see but uh And so anyway but I was just replying lol to all these people because I was like fuck this like this is my you know it's not like I invited people to combat me I was just like this is what I'm interested in in a dude um so these women were like she really should have taken the time to really engage with them in conversation about their views rather than acting like an illiterate fifth grader oh wow and it's like bitch what is your fucking on? like (laughs) is your online dating profile taking on every man in the world um
0: I mean, it's also not your like, yeah, as like as a feminist, you're going to want to try to do things to educate people. But it's also not your responsibility to have to deal with absolutely every piece of shit that people fling at you.
1: That's hilarious. What was what are some examples of like the weirdest things guys said back when they saw that in your profile? Oh,
2: it was just it was all I mean, that that was definitely the worst one was the guy who's like this isn't a real issue. But I mean, just so many hilarious like oh god, one guy was like, "Oh my god, I was so worried that I hadn't included any women in my profile and then I looked up the creator of Steven Universe and it turns out she's a woman <laughs> and it's like okay dude if you had to look at all your preferences and be like I wonder if any of these has a woman creator and then and like be like pleasantly surprised to find one does it's like you've missed the point don't There's tell still a me. problem <laughs> Yeah, go, text me anything else just ignore that part of my profile that
0: you know that really pisses me off so bad that like people were just like that you were handling it poorly because I had some victims blaming ass bullshit because if you have something in your profile as an interest of yours and somebody else takes it on them and makes this move to drag a piece of your in for a piece of your profile out there and then directly confront you about it that's an active choice that they're making yeah like and then if you decide not to deal with the bullshit because it's bullshit like and you're Either in the middle of something or dealing with something, or what the fuck ever the reason that you choose not to deal with it is, that's not your. F- they, oh, the, the, it, they the, do that. It's not your fucking fault. They do. <laughs> like, that even if what? you don't have it,
1: in like, like I would, I wouldn't call what you what you said a baiting statement, but it was something that was enough that yeah. would intrigue it, fuck boy. But like, <laughs> like, it was, it was bait for someone who went in a, who wanted an MRA discussion. Yeah. It was fuck bait, but fu- fuck bait, fuck bait. It was fuckboy boy bait though. You don't want to say fuck bait. Fuck bait is it, fuck yeah, bait. no.
0: That sounds bad. Fuck
1: bait sounds like it has good results. <laughs> fuck, fuck boy bait sounds like you're attracting the wrong thing but like you could literally write anything and someone will send you a message about it that's just like gar. like or like they'll send you a message that just says hi
0: mm-hmm. you
1: don't respond hour later hi hour later hi mm-hmm. hi, mm-hmm. hi hi finally the next day I guess you're too big of a bitch to give someone a chance you literally said nothing but hi yeah, and you like saw that I saw it and then kept trying
0: oh that happens in the gay community too there was one person that I was like talking to that like I answered one of their questions and they sent a couple messages back then like I opened like the dating app but then like closed it again immediately but because I opened it it was like message was sent two hours ago he was online 30 minutes ago and then the guy was just like so you're just not gonna fucking answer me and it was like oh all right cool <laughs> oh was like, god yeah so it's, it's similar over here <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuckboy is not um it is not uh it is not sexuality specific they're just terrible oh, yeah. people it's just terrible people across the board for
0: it, sure. Absolutely. It's a very severe problem I think with just a general feeling of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like and there's so many people that I think would like just immediately discount it as soon as you start to say oh it's because you're entitled or you're privileged or what the fuck ever because they're just like you don't know my life and it's like yeah but we also sort of do. Mm-hmm. Based on your behavior. Just
1: because you're on food stamps doesn't mean you're not a jerk. <laughs> like it's, like, <laughs> you, you can be poor and entitled. Like I hate that. I hate that. That's one of the things people always use to fight back when they add their kids when they're considered privileged or entitled. Is like, but I've been through so much. Yeah, and you bring it up all the time. Like, yeah. Well, and also like that doesn't mean that you don't still enjoy the privileges.
2: Yeah. you were afforded. Like, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, everybody ha- like it's all different buckets. Like you can't be like you can't hold me accountable for that bucket cuz I got this other uh, this other bucket over here. Like <laughs> That was a great analogy.
0: I nailed it. <laughs> no, I I th- I think that's totally right because like there've been instant there was an instance before in the past where I uh had a very hostile encounter with somebody who was in a wheelchair and it, like, I don't I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm in. I am hold on. In no, there's nothing it. to strap in about. Don't make it sound worse than it is. Yeah, it does. Uh, God. It was a situation where it was like I wasn't being like particularly rude or polite. I was just like talking with some like i was just like talking or like holding the door i don't even remember what the details of were, were, but i just remembered that this guy was being like unabashedly rude to me and i was just like you know what dude fuck you and i remember my mom was like oh my god he's in a wheelchair why would you say that i'm like no like the dude is being directly rooted in my face just because he's handicapped doesn't mean he's not being an asshole
2: i heard a really great npr podcast about this about how when you can like if like you're not actually not a bigot. If you love everybody of a specific race or sexual orientation or whatever, it's when you can hate them for something other than that. Like when you can be like, yeah, I fucking hate that guy. It's, you know, like, yeah, it's, he's gay or he's in a wheelchair or whatever, but, but mostly he's a fucking asshole. (laughs) Like that's when you, sorry, the podcast I was listening to was specifically about homophobia, but like when you can move past that to be like, not like I love them you know like I've chosen to love them to be like no they're a whole person and I fucking hate them
1: (laughs) I caught myself doing that so me and my boyfriend me and my boyfriend moved to a very fancy apartment complex that's way out of our price range or we're just curious as to how we're going to stay there and everyone who lives there like has really nice cars and everything and there's there's this couple who lives underneath us and we hadn't actually seen the people in the couple but their garage when they open their garage it has these like light up letters that spell out their names and write the same Fucking' ridiculous. When we first drove by, I said, "Oh my God, fuck Glenn and Rita, I <laughs> I hate them so much but then when we got up close we realized it said Glenn and Reed and we're like oh no that's a gay couple oh good for them and I was like that's totally a problem nah, the fuck fact Glenn that we hated this shit and then and then yesterday I realized one of their BMWs says we love you on the back and like, they have a vanity license plate that says we love you and I was like okay I'm back to hating no them.
0: definitely I fuck Glenn and Reed
1: <laughs> Glenn and Reed sound really annoying and they have like a giant dog they don't put on a leash I really hate them, but like the fact that I tried not to hate how annoying they were because they were gay, like, might be a blind spot. Like, I should have just hated them for what I wanted to hate them for, which were the tacky ass light up Hollywood letters in their in their garage. Like, literally, the garage opens up and it looks like like a like a Hollywood marquee that says like Glenn and Reed. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. I hate it.
0: But yeah, no, I mean, like, harking back to that thing that you were talking about, like, I I really do like. It's completely true. Like, it's if you all of a sudden because you're trying to be like a good ally to whatever person that you're talking to whatever category that they fall in if all of a sudden you're just trying to be one of the good ones and so you're like oh no like they're whatever so we can't say that about them that's literally treating them different because of that qualifier about their life just in a different direction it's like it's not it's maybe marginally better at best because at least you're not being like at least you're not wearing a hood or anything
2: (laughs) (laughs) well and i think you can ask yourself the question like does do the ways in which this person's experience differ from mine alter their behavior like that's a good question to ask but not like
1: well that's a golden ticket to be an asshole forever or whatever Mm, that's interesting maybe glenn and rita i'm sorry glenn and reed (laughs) have the letters in their garage because they just want to celebrate their love because it wasn't allowed years ago. And that's really privileged and fucked up of me to judge them. Do you, wait, are the letters bad or not I just I'm sorry I'm, we, we should move forward but I'm really stuck no because no, sounds the,
0: terrible fuck them because of the vanity plate thank
1: you okay I wasn't sure we heart also, you
2: like okay imagine just all of us at this table imagine that you took a lover <laughs> and you have <laughs> <sound laughs> y'all's names on the wall like how fucking you
1: have to have no other interests
0: our love is so beautiful it needs to be made into art
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have matching coat cans like I was really excited oh, with, but that's cute when when coke started doing the bottles with the names on it i like worked really hard to find a jasmine and an alex and i've had them for like two years they're like disgusting but i have these coke cans on a shelf together well, yeah. oh my god i'm just a
0: poor Green. Those, those are like found <laughs> items not yeah. created yeah.
2: i also think like okay yeah have coke cans have a nice portrait of yourself in your house get one sure. really nice photo done if you
1: have in your garage light up letters of your name you have <laughs> 40 portraits of yourself in your house <laughs> for sure like we almost want to befriend them just to see if they're as annoying as we think oh, they are you have to befriend like, they them they feel like the kind of people who would show you a slideshow and be upset if you left before it was over oh. <laughs> they just seem like they'd be a lot and I'm like I want to know <laughs> but I feel like if they found out we were comedians that like we'd be roped in for life and they'd be at every show and then you, they'd become a part of your lives and it would never end <laughs>
0: like, but what an, what an awesome support network all the same.
1: (laughs) True, true. (laughs) Um, So I want to back up a little bit to talk to you about you, of course, what started this post, the blog post, which got you a lot of attention and some circulation, was an OKCupid post. So you are, in fact, online dating. Um, maybe to like, kind of lighten the mood a little bit, although with you, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I love wow. it though, because you're real <laughs> and you take a stand and you believe what you believe. But like tell me, do you have like, a kind of a funny or wacky or salty kind of dating story you'd want to share?
2: Um, I often, uh, tell the same online dating story because I've had the same fucked up online dating story for like the most fucked up one hasn't changed in a while. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was still, I think I, I don't even know if I'd started comedy yet. This was like three and a half years ago before I knew who I was or what I wanted in the world. I was going on a date. Uh, and really the only qualifier I had on my profile was like the questions. And then like, you have to be like I would prefer you be five eight or above. Those questions are ridiculous, stalling.
1: by the way. They are apparently. I mean, they do an okay job. Do you- yeah. I just some of the stuff they ask the men, like, do you prefer a woman who sh- a woman who shaves her legs? It's like what? Like I remember that. But anyways, yeah. What were you- oh no, but so this guy was like a relatively high match percentage, and he'd like done a
2: lot of the same like nonprofit mm-hmm. shit I had, and uh, he uh, and the only reason I was like, why hadn't I seen it? Why hadn't he come up on my search before? And I was like, oh, he's under five five eight or whatever but he was like yeah no it was like it said he was anyway I met up with him he was like we met up at salty sow he was like significantly shorter than me but I was like he had lied on his profile I was like okay well you know what that's cool maybe we'll find love anyway i'm shallow so we (laughs) sat down and then first thing that happened was that my ex and his new girlfriend sat down at the table beside us for my first date and then we just started having this conversation and it was like wildly boring until so i i do uh, my standard ok cupid question is exactly what y'all just asked me like what's your weirdest ok cupid story (laughs) and he was telling me like uh, you know, I was dating this girl. I don't know if this really counts as an OK Cupid story because it was like our third date, so we were kind of dating by then. Um, but we were having sex, and and afterwards, she told me I'd had it in her ass the whole time. Um, I was like, oh. "Why would you tell me that?" Uh, like, there is uh, what. Okay, I have so, like so many questions, right? Like, are you used to women being that dry when you fuck them? <laughs> like, what, did, were you not communicating? I, uh, what are you used to women saying or doing during sex? Did you not ask any questions? Like, just, I can see you guys also asking these
1: questions. I, so in I, mind, all it's in perplexing. my mind, I'm just like. Again, hitting me in waves. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I don't know where, what it, my question is, what did you do? how did I, you handle that i think i stayed i mean we hadn't
2: we hadn't gotten our bill yet and
1: I'm, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm let me go ahead and person. finish
2: this creme brulee
1: and get the fuck out oh
2: yeah no i think i just waited until the bill and was like yeah maybe we'll see each other again because i'm um a pussy and then did you give I, him I, a just handshake? I probably did
1: <laughs> i've also
2: straight up one time a guy tried to kiss me at the end of a, a date where i had like I think he thought it was a great date because I'd asked him so many questions about himself because he literally wouldn't ask me anything about myself and I was so Mm. bored and so at the end he tried to kiss me I was like no thank you and he's like why it's been so great and I was like you haven't you literally haven't (laughs) asked me a question about myself since we arrived Um, anyway but he paid so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you played your cards right. You don't point that out until the end of the night. Get that bill paid. Meal paid and then for he paid. <laughs> he paid, and then he paid. Uh. That's hilarious. I had a right, right before I met my current boyfriend. Um, I went on an OKCupid date where the guy, like, we were sitting at the table, and there was this other group of women just enjoying themselves, being fine. And he just looks over and he goes, "Oh, they're so fat." And I was like, "What?" Because I just I don't know. I just get grossed out when I see fat people out and i was like really wow and then i just kept ordering food i was like fuck this guy and got like i was like no 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 two more guacamole so i was like i just love to eat like i was like at that point i was like hammering down on it and i was like i don't even care if he walks out and i gotta pay this bill i hate this guy i hate this guy so much and we definitely had like the strangest where like he was going in for a hug, but I was like backing out to give a very firm handshake. And instead we did like, put your hands up, Katie, for me. It was like, OK, yeah. <laughs> for oh. those of you who can't see, which is everyone, me and it's Katie like just put be- our hands up. It's like the beginning of patty cake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we color purple. Goodbye. Like me and you. Oh my have God. Got to part. It was so fucked up. Um,
2: I never oh saw him again. <laughs> One, um, I just got back from a weekend in Denver and are we get on time. Okay. How was Denver? Fun? Oh, it was fun. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a great weekend. I went with um, two of my friends who had just turned 30, and one of them is, uh, one of them is sort of like a like a, I don't know, she's going to hear this and, and know I got her job wrong, but she basically works in cultural competency education for ACC professors. Like, she helps people understand, like, uh, gender and racial and, like, sexual differences and incorporate that in her teaching. Um, so, like, she's fucking hip to, like, what what is... Going a on. fucked up thing to say
0: That's so we that, ha- that exists no
2: it's cool her job's awesome yeah. uh but we had an uber driver who okay it was this 23 year old white boy pulled up in a bmw to drive uber and we were like <laughs> what what is your life and so she was like <laughs> "We you know we were being friendly like we didn't immediately judge him but she was like what well, how would you describe Denver, and he's like, ghetto. And cool. she, she literally goes, uh. She like touched her fingertips together and goes, Let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> and then several times throughout the drive, like, because I mean, we were only in the car, he was driving us, so she just would go,
1: Mmm. <laughs> Oh my God. I need friends like that. Let us oh, I,
0: I love it because it's like the professional way of saying, I just think it's funny how
1: <laughs> That is like, that's a very professional way to tear people to pieces. Like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> Come get your ass handed to you. Let's unpack that. Okay. Wow. So
0: uh and like in order to wrap things up, I oh, have a because we have
1: to, but yeah, we're having no, so much fun I talking know, to you, this Katie. Has been so much fun. You are very, very fun. Although I did want you to dig into some of your online beefs. I respect that. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> like I think I had so much fun talking to you.
0: So here's what I would like to ask. If if we have any straight white men, for example, who listen to this, I don't know what the likelihood of that no, is. No, that's but, not our demo. <laughs> uh, if, if, for example, like a straight white man were listening to this, and he were looking to try to do something in order to be a better um, ally, or be more tolerant, or anything like that, what is a piece of advice that you would give? Just like a, a general piece of advice.
2: Um, I think if you hear people attacking straight white men, and you don't do the things that are being described don't be offended by it accept it and move on I mean like that's something like just as a white person in general I'm like yeah I don't have to be mad when people say white people do dumb shit because white people do dumb shit <laughs> I don't have to be like that means I specifically did it this morning <laughs> uh, I just have to be like yeah okay yeah we do do that I need to make sure I don't do it in the future and that I feel remorse if I do it in the past That's what you need to do You don't need to be like I'm pissed off Let me look up Pictures of Richard Spencer On the internet And rub my dick (laughs) Until I jizz (laughs) Like just Just
1: just learn to accept What's going on And realize that Like if you're you're really Not part of the problem Then derailing the conversation Isn't the way to move it along Exactly
2: Yeah And you don't have to Take it personally Just because it speaks To a group you're a part of if that makes sense like internalize it but don't be like I'm a shitty person like you, like feel hating yourself doesn't solve problems acting does
0: or if like you are one of those people that doesn't do that thing I think it's also good to not publicly put out there. Well, I don't do this. Oh I'm God, yes. one of the good ones. Mm. Exactly. Please give me a pat on the back or a hand job, whichever you would prefer.
2: <laughs> Either way, internalize it
1: and move on. Don't fucking talk
2: about it. Unless you do it, and in which case, change your
1: behavior. If we ever got to a point in society where white men were so underrepresented that they would need to go, no, 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 I'm not like that, and we couldn't go, yeah, there's like 10 other examples of you right here. Yeah. You're right here. Like, you're always here. (laughs) Like, that's hilarious. That's a really great point. Thank you. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I know nothing, and I just want to restate that. I don't know anything.
0: None of us know anything. We no, just try to have conversations and hopefully come out a little bit better on the other side. But hey, I, I, it, today has been so much fun. This was a really great conversation, and we really appreciate you for joining us here today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Do you want to, where uh, if uh, the listeners want to find out more about you, where should they go, Katie Stone?
2: I'm at Katie Stone on Twitter, and my website is com.
0: Yeah. Um, All right.
1: So at, at Katie Stone on Twitter at katiestonecomedy.com. dot com. Yes, That's where we can find you. Awesome. And did any I say, it, at Katie Stone forty two? Did I say the number? No, I don't you think didn't. Know. I
2: did. Hey, I was out of work happy hour before this. <laughs> Wait,
1: <laughs> Is at Katie Stone the the poker player who like almost oh my God. took your gig? Are
2: you <laughs> at Katie Stone poker? Do not follow her. If you follow her, unfollow her. No matter
1: what Maria Bamford told you to do. I legit was like, wait. So Katie, so so Maria Bamford like watched all these videos and she just chose like a poker player (laughs) I was so upset. I was like livid when I found out I was, I was like, I can deal with that. There's, rejection happens. Other comedians, that's fine. Poker player, fuck
0: everything. <laughs> I don't know. My friend said I'm pretty funny and that I should try comedy. So I was like, no, Fuck it. Oh I God. don't know. I won millions of <laughs>
2: dollars in poker. I guess I'll tell jokes. I wants to kill it. She was like, never, re- sorry, now we, have re- but she just <laughs> never, uh, so Maria Bamford tweeted at me, but she did it wrong and she tweeted, sorry, Maria Bamford does nothing wrong. She made a slight mistake. She tweeted at <laughs> Katie Stone Poker. Katie Stone Poker is a, a poker player in Nevada with thousands of followers never even noticed never even replied that this one of the most famous stand-up comics living accidentally tweeted at her didn't even fucking care her cover photo is her throwing her kid around the desert it's like I guess that
1: kid kept you busy (laughs) (laughs) see that salt (laughs) you you, you got the gig apparently you did awesome yeah and
2: she probably got 30 followers at it so enjoy them Katie Stone poker (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
1: The <laughs> cat oh it was like middle no. child level anger <laughs> still one, but you're like but 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 you oh owe me 30 god. cents no. <laughs> oh my god thanks right so much for joining us thank you thank, thank you. you so much Katie it was <laughs> amazing ha- ha- like, we're holding <laughs> again. it was amazing <laughs> having you on this show and once again to our listeners make sure if you enjoyed this to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher's, uh, Stitcher Stitcher uh, yeah. join us on Twitter at Extra Salty Podcast and the Instagram I'm gonna make soon uh, Extra Salty Podcast us. Us on Twitter, Facebook, follow, 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 you join, 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 subscribe, subscribe. Thanks all their so yeah. photos much. are so sexy. Y'all oh. the sexiest photos. Oh, that was a fake margarita too. Like remember, we, <laughs> we had like a lot of extra dye in it to make it real bright, so it would photograph pretty. But it, mm. I, I actually tasted it, and it just tasted like salt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was
0: like, oh, else. you've never seen a spit take quite like Jasmine. Whenever she got all that <laughs> salt in her mouth, it's it, it, like she just—it was a spit take, but there was so much salt in it that it just looked like somebody. It was I don't Mining or something It was insane
1: <laughs> I was legit choking But I was like No take the picture Take the picture I'm
0: uh, Alright guys Thank you so much For tuning in and listening And we'll see you next time She knows. She knows.